America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to, guess what? The Royal Treatment. The Royal Treatment is here every week to answer your health questions. Hopefully, you have a question or two. If not, well, we will provide you with some answers to questions you didn't know you had. Our purpose in being here is to help inform you, the listener, so that you can make better informed healthcare decisions to improve your daily living and quality of life and have longevity so that you can enjoy every day you're living on God's green earth. The reason we do this is because your doctors cannot help you achieve this. Why is that so? Well, the healthcare system is built around disease management. It is a sick care system. If you're sick and you have an emergency, the doctor can put a Band-Aid on you and hopefully get you back on your feet again, giving you medications to control your symptoms. But that does not make you healthier. Now, if there is a problem that can be addressed, such as the removal of a foreign body or a diseased organ, then that is something for which medicine can be quite helpful because it has a specific need that can be addressed and accomplished. But when you have a disease, those are managed with medications, and all medications have side effects. They may be approved for one thing, but 99 things can go wrong. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, where I practice here in Las Vegas. Turtle Healing Band Clinic is another jurisdiction of the Indian Nation, specifically the Crow Nation, because they're exercising jurisdiction over the practice of traditional medicine, which we call indigenous medicine, that includes all things alternative, complementary, integrative, holistic, and so forth. We can be reached here at 702-562-1454. If you have a question or would like to make an appointment, the number again is 702-562-1454. If you have a question for me, you can email me always, anytime, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. We'd also like to thank the First Nation Medical Board, also under the jurisdiction of the Indian Nation, specifically the Crow Nation, because the United States government gave the Indian Nations the right to exercise jurisdiction over their practice of traditional medicine. Again, what we call indigenous medicine. Why is this important? Well, there's not one state in this country that has exercised jurisdiction over this particular practice. The state medical boards are set up to monitor the practice of conventional medicine or drug prescriptions and all drugs are considered dangerous substances whether you know it or not that's how they are classified including antibiotics now there are two states in this country nevada and arizona that have a homeopathic board that provides some protections for physicians that want dual licensure for the practice of traditional medicine or in this case homeopathic medicine that leaves 48 states vulnerable where physicians like myself Physicians like myself who want to practice traditional medicine, either separate from or conjunction with conventional medicine, do it at the risk of their license. So, for example, you have a physician. He wants to prescribe you a nutritional IV. I had two patients in yesterday. They came in for a nutritional IV. Our nutritional IV includes amino acids. Most people don't know how to use amino acids, but they're very useful for many different conditions. So, for example, they can be used to control allergies. 
had one patient that couldn't eat anything, and the only way we were getting under control was by using IV amino acids. It can also be useful in patients that have immune deficiency. That means that they have a weak defense system. Their total lymphocytic white blood cell count is down. We can also use it to help lower antibodies in patients that have autoimmune reactions, such as Hashimoto's disease of the thyroid. Point is, when we give a nutritional IV, it's more than just vitamin C. It's vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants. Those are things that we check for regularly through one of the labs that we use called SpectraCell. They provide that information that we can't get from our local lab. The point is that if I use nutritional IV for my patients, that is traditional medicine, or in this case, we could call it an alternative medical practice to conventional medicine. And when I do that, I do it at the risk of my license. This is the reason why we have the First Nation Medical Board, so we can pro provide that dual licensure protection to physicians like myself across the country need to protect them against medical boards set up to monitor only conventional medicine. Now, you have many practitioners of natural medicine, such as NatureBest, that don't even have a board. First Nation Medical Board provides them a home so they can practice under the jurisdiction of an entity that supervises and takes responsibility for this type of practice. Well, we're going to be reviewing obituaries today as usual. And the reason we do that is because life expectancy in the United States is declining. I know that's a shocker. We should be number one. We easily could be number one in healthcare in the world, showing everyone how to live healthier and happier. That doesn't seem to be the case. Life expectancy has declined for three years, soon to be four years in a row when the statistics come in from 2018, setting a new record for the United States. This has never happened before in our entire history. Only once did it climb three years in a row, 19, 16, 17, and 18. Well, we're going to talk about why that's the case, but when we come back from the break, we'll first review obituaries and see what people are dying from here locally and internationally. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, but please stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702 562 1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Hey everyone, Dave Escher here introducing you to our new store, the Nevada Marketplace in the Reno Town Mall. Anchored with the Buy Nevada First gift shop, we've added over 60 micro shops, giving locals a place to set up their dream store. We are now 20,000 square feet strong, supporting over 250 local merchants with all things made in Nevada and more. We have more locals in one place than anywhere in the state, ready to help you find that perfect gift. We're open every day with easy parking at Peckham and Virginia. Go to buynevadafirst.com, your source for all things local. Call Sersic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna love your new smile. Sersic Dental for a perfect smile. Sersic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x-rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. Sersic Dental for a perfect Call smile. Call 827 Wynema Ranch Wild Horse Sanctuary, a preserve dedicated to keeping America's wild mustangs and burros running free. Wynema Ranch, 29 miles north of Reno near Hallelujah Junction. An amazing sight to visit. Over 130 of God's majestic animals at home on the range. Experience the beauty and wonder. Give at WynemaRanch.com. 
That's wynemaranch.com or call 775-384-4444. Wynema Ranch. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're now in the second quarter of our show. We have four quarters, and during this segment, we're going to be talking about obituaries. During the upcoming segments, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some things that are increasing our cancer risk. We want to talk a little bit about serotonin that's so popular as a brain neurotransmitter that our big pharma drug companies are always trying to influence with their drugs, all of which can make you suicidal. All right, well, let's start by looking at obituaries. Why do we do this? Well, frankly, I find it interesting to see what people are dying from. These are people who are dying too young from diseases, in my opinion, that they shouldn't have had. Now, these people have passed away recently, within the last week. We're going to review some of those who died last week locally here in Las Vegas and in Reno, Nevada. And then we'll look at international deaths of celebrity notables. We're doing the same thing, dying too young, from diseases that they shouldn't have had. And guess what? It doesn't matter how powerful, influential, rich you are, you get the same diseases and die like everybody else. Why does this happen? Well, because medicine, frankly, doesn't have answers for the things that we're going to be mentioning right now. We have a 47-year-old woman who worked for the Washu County School District, passed away from cancer, 47 years of age. 49-year-old woman who worked as a cocktail waitress passed away. Now, what is the average life expectancy in the U.S.? I guess we should probably mention that. Average life expectancy is, drumroll please, 78.5 years of age. That's an average between the men and the women. The women a little higher at 81, the men a little lower at 76. Moving on, we have a 56-year-old man who passed away after a brief illness with pancreatic cancer. 56 years old. 57-year-old man, administrative educator for the Clark County School District, passed away. 62-year-old woman who worked as a mechanic in professional bicycle racing passed away. 64-year-old woman, a stay-at-home mother, passed away. 65-year-old woman who worked in the travel industry passed away from leukemia, a type of blood cancer. 66-year-old man who worked as a pool company owner passed away. 70-year-old woman passed away after an almost four-year battle with cancer. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. 71-year-old man who worked as an aeronautical engineer for a helicopter company passed away. 74-year-old woman, a registered nurse, passed away from a neuroendocrine tumor or tumor of the brain probably. 75-year-old woman, a child development teacher at College of Southern Nevada passed away. 76-year-old woman passed away from cancer. And finally, 78-year-old man who worked as a plumber and pipe fitter passed away from cancer as well. Those are the local people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Now let's look at international deaths of celebrity notables. Some you may know, most you may not, but nevertheless, these are people of notoriety from around the world who died this last week. Margarita Plavanova, Russian hurdler and artist model, died at 25 years of age suddenly from heart acute failure while she was jogging. This is an athlete. 
dead at 25. Heart failure. Joel Asalmam, Cameroonian rapper, died from hepatitis B that evolved into liver cancer. He was young, looked to be about 30. And so did this person. Gerald Tiller, American rapper, died from cancer as well. Ifanaya Shinea, Nigerian soccer player for the women's national team, died at 36 years of age after a brief illness. Julie Maxwell, British actress, died at 36 years of age after collapsing in a bar from sudden death on a night out with her friends. 36 years of age, sudden death syndrome means heart attack. Junior Agogo, Ghanaian soccer player for the national team, died at 40 years of age in London Hospital. He had previously suffered a stroke in 2015. Now at 40, he's gone. Fernanda Young, Brazilian novelist, screenwriter, and actress, died at 49 years of age from cardiac arrest, heart attack. Jafar Talib, Indonesian Islamic militant and teacher, died at 57 years of age from a heart attack. Jean Ming, Chinese poet, writer, and literary critic, died at 58 years of age from severe liver disease. Akhilesh Singh, Indian politician and legislator, died at 59 years of age after suffering a long time from cancer. Isabel Toledo, Cuban-born American fashion designer, died at 59 years of age from breast cancer. Rajneesh Kumar, Indian politician and member of the Punjab Legislative Assembly, died at 59 years of age from a prolonged illness of some sort probably cancer. Giovanni Buttarelli, Italian servant, worked as the European Data Protection Supervisor, died at 62 years of age from ALS. Do you know what that is? Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. That is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Neurological disorder that has a rapidly downhill course. And Prius, a Norwegian musician and composer, died at 62 years of age from liver cancer. Peterton Goka, Zimbabwean cricket player for South Africa and administrator, died at 65 years of age after a brief illness. Celso Pina, Mexican singer, composer, and accordionist, died at 66 years of age from a heart attack. Arun Jaitley, India's Minister of Defense and Finance, died at 66 years of age from diabetic complications. He previously had a kidney transplant in 2018. Not sure he ever fully recovered from that. Rudolf Hunstorfer, Austrian Minister for Labor, Social Affairs, and Consumer Protection, died at 67 years of age from a heart attack. Kalilur Babar, Bangladeshi actor, film director, producer, died at 67 years of age from a combination of high blood pressure, diabetes, and lung disease. Probably COPD. Russ Conway, American sports journalist and hockey writer, died at 70 years of age after a lengthy battle with coronary disease or heart disease. You know that. Mitch Podolak, Canadian folk music promoter, co-founder of the Winnipeg Folk Festival, died at 71 years of age from septic shock. That usually means some type of infection that medicine wasn't able to control that got into his blood, infecting his entire system, which then went into shock and shut down. Rick Loomis, American game designer, died at 72 years of age from lymphatic cancer. Could have been non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Tim Fisher, Australian Deputy Prime Minister and Ambassador, died at 73 years of age from acute myeloid leukemia. That's a white blood cell disease of the bone marrow. Julian Dane, Filipino comedian, actor, and politician, died at 74 years of age from heart failure. It's a weakening of the heart to pump adequately. Timothy Bell, British advertising and public relations executive, died at 77 years of age from vascular Parkinson's disease. We don't hear that term very often. We do see that people are dying more frequently from dementia and Parkinson's. But vascular Parkinson's disease means that this individual had multiple strokes that affected the brain, and the result of those strokes was Parkinson's-like symptoms or disease. 
And finally, David Koch, American billionaire businessman for the Koch Industries, died at 79 years of age from prostate cancer. That's it for last week. Those people who died locally and internationally, too young from diseases that they shouldn't have had. Now, there are people who died that exceeded their life expectancy. But these are the ones who interest us, the people that are dying from things such as cancer, heart disease, Parkinson's, dementia, and so forth, which all of which should be able to be prevented. Once you have a disease like that, your life takes a different turn, and now you're focused entirely on staying alive. Next month, I'll be giving a lecture in Reno, Nevada. I'll be speaking on September 14th in the Peppermill Hotel, where I'll be talking to the Nevada Homeopathic Integrated Medical Association about a study we did this last year. We've talked about it on previous programs. The study involved lowering nagalase. And we're also going to be mentioning a study that we are currently doing where we are using a combination of light, sound, and frequency. We call it the photon protocol. We're using a combination of light, sound, frequency to lower cancer antibodies. So far, the cancer patients that we have treated have had a 100% successful response to this protocol. But we don't quite have enough to publish yet. I'm waiting until we have at least 10 good cases to do so. But in the Nagali study, it's a little different. We have 32 cases from which we can gather our data. It was very interesting when we initially published our results online with the First Nation Medical Board. We had 20 patients. And in that study, we found that within the first month, there was an over 80% success rate in lowering Nagalase. And if they stuck with it for two months, that percent went up to 90%. Now, when we increased the number of subjects in the study from 20 to 32, guess what? The percentage did not change. So more numbers is not necessarily helpful. What is Nagalase? Well, Nagalase is the enzyme produced by cancer and viruses to paralyze your immune system like a smoke screen so that it won't be recognized and eliminated. Very important since about half the people we see walking around on this planet have active Epstein-Barr virus, a cancer-causing agent. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Businesses, writers, check this out. Go to LRPNV.com to get your printing, publishing, and professional services today. Need a virtual office? A place to receive and forward your mail with professional address and suite number for your business? Someone to answer your telephones? Want to rent a conference room for only $15 an hour? What about that book you've been wanting to have printed? LRP Printing and Business Center can do it for you. And they have a professional assistant on-site daily, Monday through Friday. Just call 775-356-1004. Need copies, business cards, invoices, books, booklets, or graphic design to help brand you or your business, just call 775-356-1004 or go to lrpnv.com. With a great selection of new and used books, you can get your printing done and a book to entertain you in your time off. And don't forget, you could have your business sponsoring the Bookhound Radio Show, just like Andrew Martoni, author of Little Man in the Map, does every week. Just go to lrpnv.com. That's lrpnv.com or call 775-356-1004. They'll provide solutions for your business and writing projects. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. 
You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I am Dr. Dan Royal. You are now listening to The Royal Treatment, and guess what? We're in the third quarter of our show. As promised, I want to talk a little bit about serotonin. You probably really don't know much about that, but it's what the drug companies are allegedly trying to increase so that you can be happy. In other words, if you're depressed, you need a SSRI, a type of medication that is allegedly inhibiting receptors so that serotonin can increase in your brain. But if there's not balance there between serotonin and dopamine, we have a problem. So I want to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about some of the things that have surfaced recently within the last week, even the last month, that you should know about. But let's start with talking about serotonin. One of the newsletters I like to subscribe to and have been subscribing to for going on 30 years is a newsletter by Ray Pete. Who is Ray Pete? Well, he is an individual who got his doctorate at the University of Oregon. He published his dissertation on the effects of hormones, particularly estrogen. And he's been writing his newsletter ever since. I like the newsletter because it's also based in biology, which was my undergraduate degree. I graduated in biology. And what I find very interesting about the newsletter is it debunks some of the dogma that we have in biology. Can you imagine that? We have old ideas that persist despite observances in nature that contradict them. But we like models that we can understand and wrap our heads around, but that doesn't always translate to the real world. So, this newsletter addresses some of that, which is of interest to me. I then went on to medical school, where I attended the College of Osteopathic Medicine at the Pacific in Pomona, California, which is now called Western University Health Sciences. It has a number of different colleges, of which the medical school is one. And later in life, after practicing, I eventually got board certified in family practice, just to say that I had done it because my real interest and focus was in practicing medical alternatives. I followed actually in the footsteps of my father, who is an MD, I'm a DO, but he practiced medical alternatives, specifically homeopathy with his patients, with great success. And guess what? At least he wasn't doing them harm by prescribing them drugs, which, by the way, are on the increase. There was a study done, it actually was published this month, that prescription drug use among adults in the United States and Canada between the ages of 40 and 79 have increased. In other words, uh, those people in that age group, 40 to 79, are using one or more prescriptions within the last 30 days, maybe as many as five they have percentages for both, comparing the United States to Canada. The United States actually exceeds Canada if we are using one or more prescription drugs or five or more. In both categories, uh, we are leading, and I'm not sure that's something to be proud about. So 
We're going to talk about some current events, but let's talk about serotonin. Let's see what Dr. Pete has to say about that. He says that serotonin, the serotonin advertising culture allows major medical journals and internet medical websites to say that serotonin is higher in the daytime than during the night and higher in the summer than in the winter. Despite evidence from a great range of species showing that serotonin actually peaks during darkness, even in nocturnally active rats and mice. You see what I mean? Where we hold on to dogma in spite of the fact that it doesn't translate to nature because it fits the paradigm that we want. In other words, it allows us to try to put that, that square peg in the round hole, even when it doesn't fit. Serotonin is the precursor for melatonin. Some of you out there may be taking melatonin to help you sleep. When the sun goes down, there are certain hormones that increase. When the sun rises, there are some hormones that should be kicking in. But when the sun goes down, melatonin is one that actually is increasing in our body. It's important for adapting to darkness by promoting sleep to reduce stress. Did you know that when we sleep, it helps to reduce stress? Actually, what should be happening when you sleep is your brain should be helping your body rejuvenate. It resonates with your body organs and allows them to recover from the day's activity. And in order for the brain to do that, the brain also needs to be recharged, and it does that through the Earth's magnetic field. What you talked about on this program before, it is too low. Earth's magnetic field is about 0.5 gauss. It's theorized that maybe 4,000 years ago it was as high as 5 gauss. And for this reason, it behooves you to think about increasing the gauss to which you're exposed at night. This can be done with a magnetic sleep pad. We use them for our patients. In fact, I had a patient yesterday who was going to be using one for his king bed. I had bought one for myself, a king bed, but guess what? There are different types of bed sizes. I know you know that. There's the twin bed. There's the queen bed. There's the king bed. But there's also the king cow. And that's what I have. I bought the wrong one. So I had to get the right one. And my patient is going to buy the other one for his needs. Now, one of the reasons this becomes important is because of the increasing use of 5G in our environment, we're going to need to be able to protect ourselves, to put ourselves in a cocoon, which you can do when you're sleeping, when you're exposed to a higher gauss. This can be done to 5 gauss. We only recommend 10 for our patients. And if you have cancer, you can double up and do 20 to accelerate the healing process. But when you're exposed to that magnetic field, which goes up anywhere from, let's say, 6 to 12 feet, depending on how much of a magnetic pad you have, that is protecting you against electro smog, which is what 5G produces. 5G is being done all around the world. Satellites have been sent into orbit to make sure that this is going to happen. But what's interesting about 5G is the country that invented it, Israel, has banned it. Think about that. Israel has banned 5G. They know the dangers of it. Now, there are probably some benefits, but to people that are chronically exposed to the harmful EMF that's radiating from 5G towers, are going to be experiencing symptoms. They may be subtle. They may not be as initially serious as one might think, but they could be incapacitating and affect your ability to think, to concentrate, to even be happy. They also installed 5G in the country of Brussels. I should say not Brussels, the city of, maybe it's the country of Belgium. They put in the 5G tower, and guess what happened when they turned it on? Birds fell out of the sky, as did the bees who died. They've now banned 5G as well. But we're talking about serotonin. So let's keep moving on. Now, mood, your mood is generally higher in the daytime. Good mood, along with mental and physical abilities, so that the advertising culture has to claim, despite the facts, that serotonin, the happy hormone, is higher in the daytime. And as we just said, that is not true in nature, but does not fit their model for the drugs that they have uh, created for this purpose. Now, 
there's an enzyme your body makes. Actually, your body makes a few different antioxidants. It makes glutathione, catalase, and superoxide dismutase. Now, this is something that uh, helps to prevent oxidative stress. In other words, it's protective. But this view is being increasingly questioned in the recognition of a reductive cellular state, according to Dr. Pete, as a common factor in shock and stress and degeneration. A large excess of superoxide dismutase, SOD for short, occurs in Down syndrome and is associated with their decreased longevity. When an increase of SOD is produced in cultured cells and in mice and worms, similar harmful effects accelerate aging. Serotonin is one of the factors that can increase the formation of SOD. Serotonin, the so-called happy hormone or brain neurotransmitter. The physical problems such as sexual dysfunction, gynecomastia means breast in the men, osteoporosis, glaucoma, cancer, dementia, pulmonary hypertension can result from a chronic excess of serotonin. This is now widely recognized, but the idea of serotonin as a happy hormone persists. Helping to sell these SSRIs with about 40 million people in the U.S. currently using them. The known effects of increased serotonin on mood and behavior aren't all consistent with the marketing idea. These drugs inhibit the binding of serotonin to the serotonin transporter, increasing the effects of serotonin. Mice have been altered to knock out the gene that makes that transporter. These mice have elevated basal serotonin and increased aggression. And one of the things that we've said about antidepressants, if they're increasing serotonin, they can not only make you suicidal, they can potentially make you homicidal. They may more easily become depressed by stress, are more anxious and less exploratory, less curious. The cortex of the brain is thinner. Their fear memory is enhanced. And males are less active and tend to be obese without even eating more. How often have we heard that? Since 2004, the FDA has required a warning that antidepressants can increase suicidality, aggression, and other problems. Since then, several studies have shown changes in the brains of people who have died by suicide showing abnormally high levels of both serotonin and its breakdown product, increased amounts of TPH, an enzyme that makes it, and an increased number of serotonergic cells that secrete it. Now, there are some things we can do to neutralize that, and I'm going to mention that when we come back from the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Tree, but right now we're talking about serotonin, the happy hormone, or is it? We're going to take a short break, so stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 562-1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Once a powerful leader in the world of finance and insurance, a now-retired Jim Stannard has taken on a new role as a singer-songwriter, fulfilling a dream that has burned for more than four decades. Working with platinum-selling rocker Kip Winger and Afghan Whigs guitarist John Skibbick to bring his songs to life, his debut release, Bucket List, has been met with enthusiasm. CD Baby syndicated writer Tony Mastriani wrote, This album is refreshing and most probably more interesting than what you've been listening to this year. It is my sleeper pick for best independent label album thus far in 2018. Jim Hines from Make a Scene agreed. Some gems here. Stannard has both a gift for poetry and narrative, drawing from a well of influences that include such diverse artists as Warren Zevon, The Who, David Bromberg, and Robert Earl Keane. Bucket List's 11 original songs makes up what Roots Music Report calls a grows-on-you set from a fresh and highly believable voice. Order your copy at jimstannardmusic.com or download wherever digital music is sold. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. 
the term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're invited to join Business Connections with Anita every Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. here on 1180 a.m. KCKQ America Matters. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. and Thank you for staying with us. We are now in the fourth quarter of my show, The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can always reach us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic by calling 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or please feel free to email me anytime at droyal.com. R-O-Y-A-L at royalmedicalclinic.com. That was the original business I had uh, over 20 years ago, and I've kept that email ever since. That's D as in Daniel Royal, like Royal Blue at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Now, before the break, we were talking about serotonin and the drugs that are used to increase serotonin. These are antidepressants. We call them SSRI, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. What that means is they're blocking receptors, allegedly, to promote the increase of serotonin in your bloodstream. Why? Well, because it's, according to Big Pharma, a happy hormone. But this isn't always the case. If you have to put warnings on these antidepressants, that they can cause suicide, suicidal thoughts, and actions. These warnings can be found with Prozac, Zoloft, Paxil, Celexa, Lexapro, you name it. If they're SSRIs, they can make you much worse. If you thought you were depressed now, start taking your antidepressant and see what happens. There are many natural things you can do to improve your mood. Come on, friends. When you take a drug, remember, it's approved for one thing, but 99 things can go wrong. So don't be surprised when they do. We call those side effects. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we're doing in medicine, unfortunately, to make our patients worse. But let's finish our discussion on serotonin. For the break, I said that there are some things you can do to neutralize this excess. Because when you create an excess of something like serotonin, you have a corresponding decrease in another neurotransmitter we call dopamine and that can compound your problem those things need to be taken in balance and there are ways to do that but most doctors don't even take that into consideration they simply prescribe the drug and wish you well reminds me of a patient who contacted me recently 33 year old woman who was diagnosed with breast cancer she had a mastectomy she had radiation she had chemotherapy well two years later the cancer came back surprise surprise medicine does not get rid of cancer unless it's localized and not spreading true cancer spreads but there are tumors that are localized there is carcinoma situ that can be removed and nothing will happen the problem is medicine then tells you as a preventive you need to have radiation and chemotherapy, which weakens you and makes you more susceptible to other problems, even cancer, uh, later in life. Anyway, when it came back, guess what the doctor told her? Sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. Why do you think the doctor told her that? Well, you have to read between the lines. Let's use some good common sense. How does medicine really work today? Well, here's how it works. 
you have a lump in your breast, obviously you're a female, but I've seen it happen to men as well, and you want to know if it's cancer. I've always told the patient it should be taken out. And then the lump can be sent to pathology for macroscopic and microscopic evaluation. But this isn't what happens in medicine. What happens is your doctor wants to biopsy it. Why does your doctor biopsy when he could just take it out? Well, if he just takes it out without having a diagnosis, insurance won't pay for it. So insurance is dictating how medicine is being practiced. So the doctor has to biopsy it, has to get a diagnosis, then he can go in and take the lump out. Otherwise, he might not get paid. The problem with biopsying, which we've talked about in the show before, is that it can spread cancer. Depending on the type of cancer, it can determine the degree or percentage of spreading that might occur. But breast cancer is right at the top of the list. So we need to take these things into consideration. This is one of the reasons why we need to be investing in our health every single day and detoxing every day. How can we detox? Well, sometimes it helps to drink more water. Many of us are not drinking enough water. Google of thumb is if you are, let's say, a 200-pound individual, then the recommended intake for you, very simple, two liters a day of fluid. I'm not saying it has to be water, but two liters a day of fluid as a general rule of thumb. Now, of course, if you're exercising, you need more. If you're going to use, uh, for example, let's say you're going to use the sauna, the steam room, you're going to be in there for 30 minutes, then you should probably drink a half a liter before and after a total uh, of an extra liter of fluid in addition to what you should normally be drinking. We can do great things, my friends. There are other ways to detox. We've talked about on the program. Of course, you can exercise. You can sweat, as we mentioned, in the spa. You can do coffee treatments. They can be done at home every single day to detox your liver, clean your colon, and hydrate you. Those are things that we discuss with our patients. But when I say you can do great things, I challenge myself recently to do 100 push-ups every single day, to do 100 ab rolls. Now, most of you are probably not doing either of those. I'd never done ab rolls in my life and didn't know how difficult it was going to be, but it's a way to strengthen your core. Started out with 20, and over the last couple of weeks, worked up to 100 of each per day. And whenever I go to the sauna, I do 100 sit-ups. There's no reason why we can't be in great shape if we want to, but we have to set a goal. If I hadn't set a goal, I wouldn't have done even one push-up. And now I'm 60 years of age. I feel like I'm in great shape. But you can be too. When I go to the spa, I also do Meyer exercises, Meyer abdominal, Meyer breathing exercises, part of the Meyer cure program or diet. If you want a copy of those, please email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. Well, anyway, I'm getting off track. So let's talk about how we can neutralize excessive serotonin. Very simple. According to Dr. Pete, we can avoid an excess of phosphate relative to calcium in the diet. Remember, taking too much calcium can actually contribute to heart disease. Most of that calcium is going to places where you don't want it. Your kidneys, your arteries, your joints. There's very few calcium that I recommend for my patients that has any chance of being properly absorbed. We like to use a liquid mineral from Mother's Mineral, the owner of which has been on my program before. Very special made and very effective. We also use a type of calcium that is made for those patients who've undergone gastric bypass to ensure that it will be well absorbed. That's if they need calcium. The point is, we don't want to take an excess of phosphate relative to calcium. Where do we get phosphate from? Well, you're getting it from soda pop. Everybody's drinking too much of that. I'm sure you would agree. You can drink milk and other anti-stress foods, particularly at night or before bedtime or even during the night. And be in brightly lighted environment during the day, which increases your conversion of vitamin D from inactive to active. With regular sunlight exposure, you can minimize and, and minimize the harmful effects of excessive serotonin and reduce inflammation, fibrosis, and atrophy that are also associated with it. Did you get that? Serotonin excess that is caused by SSRI, antidepressant, big pharma meds, can only make you suicidal but it can increase your inflammation, your fibrosis, your atrophy. That means the shrinking 
of your tissues and organs. And I've seen many people gain weight as much as, let's say, 40 pounds within a month or two after taking those. So there's also an issue with that. Anyway, to summarize, reduce your soda pop drinking. Drink some milk at night. Could be rice milk, almond milk, goat milk. Expose yourself to brightly light environment during the day. These are very simple things that can be done to help increase your mood, your happy hormone, without worrying about what your serotonin level is. There's very interesting articles that were published last week. We're obviously not going to get to them all today, but let's take a look at some of them. There was an article that talked about drinking fluoride water. Mothers who are drinking fluoride expose their children to it and resulting in a lower IQ. There were about 512 mother-child pairs, and they were looking at their fluoride concentration, looking at their IQ for the boys at three and four years of age. This was done at the University of uh, Toronto, and they found that with higher maternal fluoride levels, it was not associated with the lower IQ in girls of the same age, but it was in boys, which raised some questions as to what the difference might be. But there was one New Zealand study in 2013 that found levels of fluoride comparable to the amount added to the U.S. drinking water were not linked to uh, IQ. And a 2012 review of the studies, mostly taking place in China, did find uh, negative neurodevelopment impacts, though at fluoride levels far uh, greater than that is seen in the uh, U.S. Anyway, perhaps the strongest evidence supporting a neurotoxic effect was a 2017 study in Mexico where the mean maternal urinary fluoride level was closer to the United States norms. In this study, fluoride concentration in mother's urine was inversely associated with cognitive scores in children. And, and unlike the present study that was done at the University of Toronto, the Mexican study found no difference in neurodevelopment by sex. And otherwise, girls and boys were equally affected with the lower IQ that was resulting from mothers, maternal mothers, who were pregnant, drinking fluoridated water before their children was born. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. And we're here every week to answer your health questions. Again, I'm hoping that your time with us has been well spent and you've learned at least one new thing for being with us. If so, then your time with us has been well spent and our goal has been achieved. Feel free to email me anytime, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. Happy to answer your health questions. We'll be back next week with another segment of the Royal Treatment. But until then, my friends, you all be well. <laughs>